0: This week we're discussing the importance of finding safe ways to gather physically when possible. Welcome back to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church and also the founder of Telio.
1: I thought last week we decided that was more of like a well, you know, hopeful the affirmation Bible in the Old Testament. Okay,
0: I believe when the second Here we go. when the second temple was built uh-huh. and everybody was crying because it wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah, God said, "Do not despise the day of small things." And so okay. I'm just early on in it. Is all. Sure. It's a small thing, but it doesn't mean it's not a thing, Tyler.
1: That's true. Small take, things
0: matter in God's eyes. It's
1: taking a long time.
0: It's okay. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: My name's Tyler. I'm the executive pastor of Ridgeline Church and the president of MyXP. It's a ministry where we... It's apparently <laughs> I, a lot bigger deal. Well, I, I just... I have a title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Fair>. no, <laughs> uh, but we provide remote executive pastor support to churches around the country. Um, we do remote bookkeeping. We do executive pa- pastor coaching. Uh, that, uh, for those of you listening, I get this question sometimes. Uh, that's what I do vocationally, but it affords me the ability to serve faithfully also as the executive pastor of Bridgeline.
0: That's cool. If people want more information about uh, MyXP, where should they go for that?
1: MyXP.Church. Cool.
0: And if you want more information about the soon-to-be explosive ministry... That is Telio. You can go to teleo.church. Exactly. T E L E O.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything Mm. else you want to do to to make fun of the vision that God's given me?
1: I didn't make fun of anything.
0: (laughs) You just, well, yeah, you were making fun of me, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's 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 an important distinction. That's totally different.
0: Well, we are uh, all still ministering in the midst of uh, COVID restrictions right now, and we've survived the first five or six months, barely. Survived is about the best. That anyone can say they're doing right now.
1: You know how I survive I'm surviving this week. How? I have to tell you. Like, I am so delighted. Uh And that's the that's the word I have to use. The pumpkin spice latte is back.
0: Oh God, I already had to see about this
1: on Facebook. Listen, it is like there's just something about it's so hard to mark It's still
0: ninety five degrees. Doesn't matter. It is so
1: hard to mark anything with time or Or really any like days of the week or months. Yeah. And so, like, there's just, some, I just feel like fall that is means coming. Fall for you, yeah. And I feel like optimism yeah. and like cool days. And I had one yesterday with soy. That was good. Um, Please tell us about all the milks that you've had <laughs> pumpkin spice <sponge> lattes with. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ours was our kids started school last week. Okay. And Tammy and I dropped them off. And literally cried tears of joy leaving the parking lot. Did and you? Both of us looked at each other and we were like, we should just keep driving and not come back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't even know where you were going. Didn't You're just matter. driving. Didn't matter. But no, uh. but it was the same thing. It was yeah. like
0: it, it was a I mean, it has felt like a significant, and I know not everyone has been able to start school and some people are doing stuff online, and so everybody's thing might be different, but it is there is something that is just nice and refreshing about any kind of change because things have just felt so much the same for so long.
1: And I think uh, while it's not our topic today, like working hard to find those like little things. Mm -hmm. Like I woke up this morning and I was immediately like, I'm going to get another pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. Well, I got like a pumpkin cold brew creamy thing, but it was still. That was a horrible sales pitch. Well, just pumpkin spice. Creamy listen, thing. I don't work there anymore. I mean, That's I'm a true. shareholder, but I don't have enough to where it matters. Really <laughs> pitching. This is going to matter. Um, no, but I think finding those things that you can like look forward to totally. and like the little things, you yeah. know, people have said that for a long time. Yeah. It's literally true now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing that my therapist told me early on in this whole thing was all the big things everyone's excited about, they're all canceled. Mm. So if we don't find small <laughs> things to be oh, excited man. about and look forward to, you just won't make it. But that's a good, it's a good segue into what we're going to talk about today because we are now headed into this fall ministry. We're coming out of everything we've been in. Yep. We're headed into the fall ministry season where, you know, at least based on where you are, some things have changed a little bit, but not much. And so everybody's like, all right, we survived the last five, six months, and Mm -hmm. now we're all asking some version of this question, now what? Yeah. And so last week, uh, we started wrestling with what can and should we be prioritizing as we head into the fall ministry season. Mm -hmm. And we started uh, last week talking about the importance of building safe space for emotional health issues because no one's doing awesome. Yeah. So if you missed that, you can go back and listen to that. We're not going to rehash it. But today... We want to talk about the importance of finding safe ways to gather physically. Okay, um, most places are at least more open than we were, say, like March, April, May, when oh, yeah. we were like fully locked down. Sure, um, and and some some places are still pretty locked down, but m- for the most part, most places are. There's at least a little bit more flexibility. And so in the midst of that, we've been trying to seize opportunities to gather physically. And so I think to start, let's just talk a little bit about why we feel like it's been necessary for us at Ridgeline to be able to take some of those steps. Yeah. And I'll just start us with, um, I talked about this a little bit in my message on Sunday, but one of the things I've been wrestling with is like, in the midst of everything that's been going on, what exactly... Is, or what are some things that God's trying to expose in modern Christians in general through this? Like, what, okay. are, what are themes that we're seeing? Sure. And one thing that I have certainly seen in our church, and I think is pretty evident in a lot of places, is that there is a scary number of us as followers of Jesus who have been content to allow the Sunday morning worship service to mediate our relationship with God. Meaning, like, the moment that we remove the worship service, yeah. like, because because at first, like, that works sure. for a while until you get hit with a pandemic and yep. you have to cancel Sunday worship. <laughs> right. And, you know, everybody's like super rah-rah about YouTube for like two weeks and mm-hmm. then no one wants to do that anymore. And as a lot of studies have shown, a growing number of people are not consuming any of the digital content sure. because they're fatigued yeah. with it. And so, uh, as a result, a lot we are seeing in our own church, a lot of people wrestling with very big faith questions mm. and feeling void of joy and really struggling with, and we're fine with struggling with doubt and all that, but just people are really, really struggling in the midst of that. And so, th- that kind of led us to this point where I think one day I said, if we don't do something, Like, we're not going to have a church at the end of this Mm -hmm. (laughs) because people are just we haven't had any sort of like mass exodus by any means. But people are just struggling more and more because of isolation and distance.
1: Totally. So another thing that's really challenging right now is knowing who's in your church uh, and who's still a part of your church. Yeah. I mean, so we have... Uh, we do an info card thing every week that we mm-hmm. ask everyone to fill out, and it's primarily for those who call Ridgeline home. It's for their prayer requests. Right. We do get a good number of those, uh, definitely not from everyone. No yep. matter how much you push it, how much you talk about it, you're not going to get 100%. Yep. Uh, I also think people participating throughout the week feel like that was like a Sunday morning thing, and so mm-hmm. then they don't do it, even though we try to clarify. Uh, you have the ability to monitor who's giving, but if you have no sort of gathering mm-hmm. uh, that's public yet... Mm-hmm. Which some people genuinely, I know in California, I've um, got some church plants that um, are, uh, they don't have a space. Yeah. They're in like some sort of government building, like a school. And yep. so it's out. Um, and so they haven't met at all. You just have no idea who calls your church home. Right.
0: So we've had to start to think about exactly how we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's been, I mean, it's something we've been been—we've been wrestling with, you know, for the last couple of months probably. Uh, sound like some version of what this is going to look like i mean the truth is i mean as of three months ago i think everyone thought like well by september i just feel like everyone's been saying that for six months we're done saying that we're well i I mean as
1: i shared last week december 31st is what this has got yeah (laughs) for me totally yeah and then then you're done (laughs) you're done with life (laughs) that's it that's it that's it 2021 is still optional in my mind
0: so the first thing, I think there was like two major steps. I mean, we've had an, a ton of conversations, but we did sit down one day and uh, pulled out our whiteboard and started to talk through it. And you made a really great observation that kind of set up the beginning of our conversation sure. about about the way, the mind, the COVID mindset yeah. and how we can change that. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just think that even um, through the churches we support with MyXP, I think the conversations that I've had and all of those kind of things uh, there's just been so much conversation and and in sometimes like uh, I guess you'd call it lamenting about yeah. all the things we can't, can't do, do right. we things we have to cancel I mean right. we were talking about this the other day the because of when covid came up mm-hmm. and how far out especially large churches start planning for Easter, I can't fathom the amount of dollars that were spent yeah. towards something that largely couldn't happen much at all. I yeah. mean, there I don't think there was anyone meeting publicly in any way, shape, or form unless they were just, you know, one Negative. of those churches on the news. Yeah. Um, and... Like you don't want
0: to be a church on the news right now. No, don't
1: be a <laughs> no, church. Nah. No, church is on the news nope, for a good reason. That's right bad now. news. But I just think that, uh, and it's fine. To I mean, the amount of time, energy, being one of the behind the scenes people, yeah. you had to like really, like probably spend some time like mourning. Uh, the amount of work that had gone in until March fifteenth, you mm-hmm. know, and so all those Easter uh, eggs. What's that? All those Easter eggs oh, that you jammed full <laughs> oh, for geez. no reason. We know people who, yeah. like you know, tasked all of their small groups to fill up like thousands of Easter eggs. Those poor sitting
0: poor, in the church <laughs> basement right now, right?
1: That candy's just getting old. Yeah, I don't know what they're there's going to be some sort of new September uh-huh. egg type yeah. game. That, well, and who knows September? Yeah, but probably not. Anyway, I think. Um, There's just been so much conversation about what we can't do that as we were talking about it, I said I really think our vantage point needs to be, and it's sort of like glass half empty, half full, Mm -hmm. but what are the things that we can do? Uh, As much as COVID is horrible, as much as all of this has been taxing Mm -hmm. and all of that, um, it's possible to find some kind of silver lining, Mm -hmm. not like a silver lining that cancels out the awful, but there are things that we have the ability to do now Mm -hmm. that doing before wouldn't have worked as well. I think one random example that doesn't exactly apply to this, but I think the number of churches that have seen their giving move to almost exclusively online is going to be a huge blessing Mm -hmm. in a post COVID world. Uh, It's just, it's much more secure. It's Mm -hmm. much more trackable. You make sure your giving statements are right. There's far less margin for humor, human error. Um, for recurring givers, you have the ability to like kind of plan better to yeah. see how much is coming in. I think as people turn off their recurring giving, that's always a great kind of indicator or like question mark around like did something happen? Did they lose a job? Do they you know have some things they want to discuss with you about the church? All of those kind of things. And so I just feel like that's something mm-hmm. that before everyone had hoped people would give online, yeah. and and now we're in a space where they kind of had to. And not everyone, but <laughs> But in most cases, most churches that we interact with anyway, it's almost exclusively online, which is great.
0: Yeah, it is. And we, I mean, we are one of the churches that have a lot of restrictions around what we, we have lots of can'ts. You know, we don't have our own building. Nope. We meet in a community college. Yep. And so... You know, our f- first step was we were contacted by them. And yeah. And we went and met with them. And that's why. I mean, our room there sits like 350-ish. Mm-hmm. So it's a big room. We could certainly spread out. The problem is we, even though churches have been greenlit to, mit- to meet in Utah, because yeah. we meet in a public space, we are still bound by the, like, 50, they're not a church. They're not a yeah. church. So we're bound by the 50-person gathering thing. Yeah. So they gave you a list of things that we could <laughs> do. And and still, like I, somehow, they got some kind of voodoo approval for us to have 100 people, um, we think. Mm-hmm. But the list of protocols that we were given was just unmanageable. Yeah. Like, it would have taken us two hours to get people ready for church just yeah. to get them in the room. And I
1: think that their ability to get it to 100 um, was really... Uh, contingent upon us doing, doing all of all those things. things primarily the contact tracing yeah which based on every single person who walks through the doors every single week phone number name email address uh physical address uh i believe data birth like urine sample can you blood yeah can you imagine being a new person who's yeah. never never had the courage to go to church before yeah. and outside the door we're gonna need to take this breathalyzer real quick <laughs> there's somebody yeah so it's so just we just much. opted that that's not the right thing for us yet and we kind of went back to them and said here's when we're so like we're so excited to come back and here's what we need like what we, yeah. we need it to be and so that's what she's watching for. Which so we could get that at some point. Yeah. inside of 2020 unlikely. Not
0: likely. So yeah. that was our that was a big cant for us. Yep. And so what we have <clears throat> by God's grace literally like 2 weeks before COVID we mm-hmm. moved into our ministry center here. Sure. Um and I mean, most people haven't been here. We have a downstairs and an upstairs, but it's not very big. Upstairs is all office spaces. Downstairs, if we sit elbow to elbow, you've done the math, and we could jam in.
1: So we can uh, comfortably, uh, not any sort of distancing, we can fit 80. Okay. A hundred if, like, um, people just come in, immediately sit down, and then immediately leave. So thinking through, like, a Good Friday service or something like that. Um, no moving around and no space oh, no.
0: inside to be able to chat or anything nothing like
1: that. yeah you'd you come in sit down participate and then immediately yeah. leave because it's too full
0: so but we
1: didn't want to use that
0: as an excuse to do nothing so right. we basically started with okay well what can we do here safely and um, we think well we've proven we can get about 30-ish people depending mm-hmm. on like family size yeah. and if we have a bunch of people who individually need to be spaced it, it affects the number a little bit. But we started to think through. Okay, well, what would it look like for us to do like what I keep referring to as like microservices—just these very small, simple, sixty-minute services, where, but that are still f- physical, like people can still yep. come and be yep. a part of it. And so we'll talk about what that looks like exactly in a few minutes. But <clears throat> I, the the step after us kind of whiteboarding and coming up with a plan was I started to call some people mm-hmm. in the church because I one of the questions I had and every pastor I've talked to has had is like but is anyone going to come back sure. for this? Yeah. And so I just started to call people in our church and explain to them what we just talked about. Here's where we're at with the school. And uh, the second pro- like so that's problem number 1. The problem number 2 is like we're not doing great. We have to find a way to actually like be the church together again. Mm-hmm. And um, so how do you feel about that? Is basically what yeah. I was asking people. Is this something that you would you would feel Comfortable coming back to sure, and the responses were really interesting. Like yeah, I would say if you try doing that in your church, um, there might be a couple people maybe just based on the, the way that they are online. Yeah, that you might know where they're at on the whole thing. But sure. by and large, I was pretty surprised at who was like, "Yeah, sounds great. You know, your protocols sound good, and I feel great to come back." And I was yeah. surprised by people who were like, "I just don't feel ready yet." Yeah, and I think one thing that we've been talking more and more about is the importance of really shepherding people emotionally through this whole thing. I was talking to a pastor friend yesterday Mm -hmm. who has had some tension in his church about Mm -hmm. the way they've moved forward. And, and I could sense his frustration as he was recounting to me, these conversations that he's having with people and he is, you know, using science and he's using studies and he's using numbers and like on paper, like, like, like facts to facts, he's winning these conversations sure. every single time. But for some reason, he's losing them. Sure. And I think, it, I, I think as I was listening to him, it struck me it's because when, when rational thought and emotional issues crawl into the cage together, mm-hmm. emotions win nine times out of 10. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. So what we're, like a lot of the time, I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to, 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 to discuss rationally when people mm. are making their decisions very emotionally, sure, and I think that that we need to be aware of that so that we can empathize with the and know like what fight are we fighting here, totally because we're fighting two different fights in the other way, if totally, if I'm trying to go all facts you're trying to go all emotions we're fighting two different fights and i think n- that's not going to be a recipe for clear communication
1: totally well and especially if you're a very like linear like fact-based thinker it's a challenging time i know like it's just so interesting trying to track with people's own sort of like book of spells they've mm-hmm. come up with for mm-hmm. how to remain COVID free, yeah. and and the rules that people like apply to themselves, even as they like communicate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you certainly want to be supportive and and be respectful of what yeah. people have decided is right for themselves. But everyone, including my own, mm-hmm. those rules are so like have so many holes in them they would not yeah. hold any. I mean, it's like it's like trying to hold water with a strainer. It just yeah. you're just like wait. So you'll go there, but not here, and you'll do that, but not this and you yeah. wash your hands this time but not that t- like yeah. and it just doesn't quite but to your point like but to people they feel comfortable in this sort of um and this sort of approach that they've come up with for yeah. themselves
0: yeah and I, I think i think just to give people grace i, I, I Absolutely. think because this has been like the uh, the flow of information on this has been very com- confusing yes. like i was even listening to a podcast the other day like people on it were not Christians. And even this guy was talking about like, this is what has been very confusing is like initially the lockdown, all that kind of stuff was all about flattening the curve and not overwhelming our hospital system. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I mean that happened in some places where we did overwhelm like New York and things like that. But by and large that didn't happen. And so now, you know, we're like a couple months away from that and people are like, well, what are we doing now? Like, why are we doing it? So I just think there's so much confusion that emotionally people are just all over the map on this totally. whole thing. And so I think my advice would be, you know, we don't want to ever encourage people to live consumed by fear. Right. Like, right? I mean, fear not is the most consistent command throughout the Bible. Sure. So we don't want to encourage that. Um, but we do need to be sensitive to it and empathetic to it. And I would say, unless something that someone is wrestling with emotionally in this whole thing is like hyper destructive Mm. to where they are, sure. Then then just like deal with it. Right. Don't don't force people like people are going through so much right now. Absolutely. And I just think we really need to pick and choose our battles very, very carefully. Oh sure. So um so that's kind of how we worked through the decision. So let's talk just a little bit about where we landed and some of what we're doing. So the mm-hmm. two big things that we're trying to find safe ways to do is meetups mm-hmm. and these microservices yeah. that we're doing on Sunday morning. Yep. So where are we at on like I've got a meetup tonight yeah. I'm doing my book club. Yeah, um, and we can do it here at the ministry center. We yep. can be all spread out. Yep. Um anytime we have people coming and going here, we're masked. Yep. You know, we do hand washing. I think you mm-hmm. bought all of the hand sanitizer in Utah. That's not we have, true. We have a small space, but we have like 15 hand sanitizing dispensing.
1: That, that's just such an inaccurate statement. We have three. three. We have one at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We it's have,
0: like a 100-square-foot room.
1: Wh- that is not relevant, <laughs> and I think it's horribly <laughs> underestimated. 100-square-foot t- is 10 by 10. It's okay. more than 10 by 10. <laughs> we have one when you walk in. We have uh-huh. one on the other kind of entrance to the warehouse, and mm-hmm. then we have a mobile one mm-hmm. because... That you um, follow
0: people around with.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I just, here, so again, like, the number of times that Disney works its way into our podcast yeah, is
0: They had them everywhere.
1: Surprising, Yeah, I mean, it, when I went down there, they were everywhere. And I'm not even, like, so I for sure wash my hands. I'm not one of those people who has, like, sanitizer in my pocket and is, like, wiping down everything before I sit down. That's just not where I'm at, yeah. and that's fine if you are. Um, but that said, I noticed that, like, when you're, like, standing by one, you're like, eh, I mean, yeah. what could it hurt yeah. in this season, any any season, but for sure in this season, like, uh, especially I, uh, what I don't understand are the people who, like, you know, have the, like, ones that you have to touch mm-hmm. because, it's like, to any of purpose. those studies show that those surfaces are, like, you know, yeah. the soap in your kitchen, the, yeah. the actual bottles grow, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, but we, so we have the motion activated ones, and mm-hmm. I just feel like,
0: why not? Yeah, yeah. and they work great. Yeah. But. So <clears throat> so we're doing meetups. We're still giving people the freedom to find safe, whether it's hikes, or st- I know people have done stuff outside, or they're restricting the number of people who come to one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that, that's been a very doable thing for yeah. people to,
1: to continue to yeah. pull off. Thrilled that my Sunday night movie club. That's right. The movie AMC is back. opening uh, this week. What day? Um, uh, Thursday night. Are they really? are going to go. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all the all days. All the days. Yeah, you're gonna see all yep. the movies. And side note, how many
0: you, new movies will be? Do you have any idea how many? Quite a few. New, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, I was really surprised that like the ones that are coming out look really good. Good. And maybe it's just because I haven't seen anything new for yeah. so, or like a trailer or a thing, but I watched these and I was like, that's gonna be great. Yeah, the the, Probably not, the trailer
0: but, app on yeah. on uh, Apple TV. Yeah. Every night, like usually when Tam and I, are, we yeah. watch like an hour of TV at night because we go to bed so early. She'll go upstairs and usually I'll check the trailers. I've been doing. I like. It's like I love movie trailers. It has been the most depressing exercise. <laughs> Everything is like they all look like home movies. Yeah, there's been no real movie trailer released at all except for the new Batman trailer. That was that looks. Pretty oh good. yeah, that does look awesome. Anyways, movie and, theaters are back open, so that's a meetup that you're doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. And side note, so like I love going to movies. Mm-hmm. I, I reference the Sunday Night Movie Club, and I hate when podcasts say something that mm-hmm. they expect you to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, my meetup is every Sunday night, a group of people from our church can sign up to go to a movie with me. So it's like low commitment from everyone, and mm-hmm. it's just an opportunity to hang out with one another. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's awesome. coming out and going to be great. Um And so super excited about that. But to your point, yeah, I mean, we've got people playing outdoor games at their houses. Mm -hmm. We've got people, um, you know, we were able to get a small group together here on Sunday night. And so there are the ability to Mm -hmm. do some things.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then the big thing that we've probably put the most effort into is these services that we're doing on Sunday morning. Absolutely. right now... Again, we can do a safely about 30 people here, mm-hmm. and so we uh, are doing two. We're doing one that we call a family service mm-hmm. at 9 o'clock. Yep. Uh, they're 60 minutes long. Mm-hmm. They're very simple. It's like a little bit of worship, my message, uh, usually a song after, and then your announcements. That's yep. the bulk of what we're doing right now. Um, we have people, uh, register, which you can talk a little bit about how Mm -hmm. we do that in just a second. Um, people come in masks when you're here, when you're seated, you're, you're, you're safe to be able to take your mask off. Mm -hmm. When we sing, we put our masks on. If we're talking and moving around the room, we have masks on. Um, but that family services, like kids are in there. So that's a little bit of an an adventure trying Mm -hmm. to figure that out, but we're just not in a position thus far where we've been able to provide any childcare, but we're able to set up outside like a lobby kind of, we still have our info desk out there. Yeah. Um, and a tent that we put up that the first week for some reason, the sun refused to work in conjunction with this tent and it mm-hmm. provided no shade
1: i need like a scientist to come and tell me why it was the weirdest thing yeah. at no
0: point did this tent provide one ounce of shade i mean anyone. it's a 10
1: by 10 it was and like yet a miracle. It was sunny underneath yeah the entire it was tent. like
0: jonah when god killed the plant
1: <laughs> so that jonah was miserable that's right? how
0: i felt standing outside yeah. with people yep and 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 so what I, I would say is, <clears throat> you know, I know there's been a lot of conversation about like what we've even talked about this. What are you inviting people back to? Yep. And is it gonna be so weird it's not worth doing type yep. thing? And we have thought a lot about that mm-hmm. and even to a degree agree with that. Yeah, like that is certainly something to be thought through. And so what we've been doing has definitely been different than anything we've ever done before. Yeah. Especially the first time someone comes, it feels a little weird yeah. and awkward. And what I think where I'm at now is I would say the value that it provides for people to be together in a safe way is more important than feeling super comfortable. <laughs> right. All the time.
1: And, I, and I guess the thing is and and maybe um, This is something to think about. I don't know that we actively did, but it's not about, like, we can't invite people back to the same thing. And even Mm -hmm. thinking through that comment you made is something that we heard Larry Osborne talk about just as far as, like, you know, like, don't rush to invite people. And I think that there are some churches out there that are doing their best to execute exactly what was, Mm -hmm. like, with all of these things. And it does feel weird. And I think what... We worked hard to do was come up with, and granted, I think we had the luxury, uh, I don't know if it's luxury, whatever, mm-hmm. we had the reality of being in a totally different space. Yeah. And so, like, the signs had to be, everything had to be different. Yep. And so, we could really work it from the ground up. But I think the importance in that is coming up with, like, people who come. To what happens on Sunday mornings here probably don't feel like well that's exactly like it was at the school right because uh, it's not at all yeah um, but I think it's something new and yeah. it's something more familial it's mm-hmm. something more intimate yeah um, and we've tried to really lean into all that absolutely like,
0: we're very um <clears throat> we're I mean obviously like low production but I think even that totally misses them I I think we're we're not sloppy no. you know by any means like we're still like I'm still prepping a message yep. and we still have sound and lighting and all yeah. of that stuff just to because we can and we want to work hard and do our best with it but you know we're just very i don't even know what the word is i'm looking for it's very relaxed and i think familial the word you used is good yeah. it feels like it feels like when we were a core group in a living room yeah. Uh, yeah and i think that's good yep i think that that especially right now there's actually something that is very intentional and strategic about that because that's what people need people don't need a show they really need just like flesh and blood gatherings sure
1: and and like we talked about the other day um people don't need a show and people need flesh and blood gatherings and so do we totally so do the people who are on the other side of it. I mean, the yep. number of times through this season that one of us was reflecting to the other, like, "This is not what we signed up for." Yeah. You know, like, yeah. if you could like rewind it and learn that this is what ministry is, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that near as many people, including ourselves, would be in line for it. Right. Um, because there were so many weeks where, I mean, you were preaching to a camera, mm-hmm. and we had like a team. a team being like two or three people um, that were like totally fixated on making sure that it stayed live, Yeah, that it's not like you got any engagement. It's not any of, I mean, we tried like iPad heads. We tried all kinds of things, and it just didn't land the plane.
0: Yeah, I was struck by, so two weeks ago was our first Sunday morning, like gathering again. Mm -hmm. And that second service was the first time I felt comfortable preaching in six months. Sure. And that was nice. Yeah, um, and and I so I would say, despite the fact that the form is different, the environment's different, it feels different. What w- we have heard almost universally from people who have come is that I just I always hear the same thing. It's so refreshing sure. to be back together,
1: and you have to push through the awkward. Yeah. Because when you haven't seen someone's face, hopefully you've been able to engage with people over the course of the last six months. But uh, it's also possible that you have not um, been able to engage with everyone. And so there are going to be some people at your church that show up and you're like, oh, you! Yeah. You know? And I think that... um, it's really hard. It's like when you try to like have a phone call with a friend that you haven't seen for a long time, and you're just like, how do I catch you up on six months yeah. or or two years or whatever it's yeah. been in this case? I mean, some of these people we hadn't seen for over five months. Totally. And uh, maybe we saw them on a Zoom prayer meeting or something like that. For sure not the same. Some I hadn't even um, seen on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some people were just, like, Zoomed out before it started. Yeah. And um, And I think that you do have to, like, really – continue you know you can't do one thing because like we even did uh like a picnic thing about halfway through yeah and i think we were all just like that was weird let's never do that again um and so i really feel like you have to work hard to recognize like it's going to feel uncomfortable Uh some of those like even some of the like some of our most extroverted people have Mm -hmm. felt a little like off kilter and, um, I and, would say it's yeah.
0: important to just go ahead and like identify and call out the awkward.
1: Absolutely. Cause
0: one thing, you know, we had our friend Ashley, her here for the last few days, he's yeah. the lead pastor at redemption, the church we planted in Chicago. And one of the things he was saying when I was taking him to the airport about being in the service was he's like, I was curious to see how you guys would handle the transition from like masks on masks off Yeah. for singing. And he was like, you just said, stand up, put your mask on and let's sing. Right. Yeah. There's not yeah, really yep. like a super smooth. And I, I mean, I don't think that was disruptive to the no. flow of the service or like, I, I think like it's just this weird world we're yeah. all living in. And so if we all embrace it and we're clear yep. about what we're doing and why and identifying like, yeah, like. Our 9 a.m. this family service is a dumpster fire. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: it's something. It's, yeah, it's, it's 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 an adventure. Yeah, it is a v- it is a significant test of, of uh, mental focus for sure. everyone involved. Not yes. just me as the preacher. But everyone involved. Yes, and it's just and it's crazy. And it just it is what it is. Like, yeah. there's kids running around, and yeah. <clears throat> the value. Some people won't agree with this. Uh, that's okay. I think that more than the value of them being in the room to hear the sermon is just being in the room with other people. Totally. I think that's yep. the most important thing.
1: Yeah. That absolutely. we are with
0: God together in the same physical space. Yep. And and that's the value that we've seen. So again, everybody has different situations that some people might have more cants than what we do. And and that's okay. But I yeah. just think that the question that you raised at the outset of what can we do sure. to be able to safely gather physically. I think that we should, you know, do everything we can to climb over every obstacle to be able to accomplish some version of that in whatever context that we're in.
1: Sure. And I think, you know, get some people together from your church, some like creative problem solving people or whatever, because even if you're sitting here, well, I don't have a ministry center. I don't have this. Mm -hmm. Do you have someone on a farm with a big yard Yeah. or do you have? I mean, there's just like to just like really like throw everything on the table and talk mm-hmm. about what could we yeah. do. Yep. And church outside is so much more complicated yeah. than people who go to church think it is. Yeah. And there, there's all of these kind of things, but can you do something? And maybe like you don't have the bandwidth to do that every week, but you do it every other week or yeah. once a month, or there's got to be something yep. uh, again, still honoring the local authorities and all of that. As a, as a side note uh, do keep in mind, it's not just about uh, like so, we feel really uh, convicted that we're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, keep in mind that in most, uh, this is just a little like xp blip for you in most cases if you make a conscious choice to do something outside of what the local authorities have outlined Mm -hmm. and you have something happen at your service your insurance will not cover it yeah Uh, they will deny the claim because you've taken action outside of whatever direction has been i know that's true of brotherhood mutual i know that's true of church mutual Mm -hmm. there's uh and i would assume any of the kind of smaller companies as well Um, i reached out to them just asking like what do we need to keep in mind uh, what do we need to do differently and going back? And the response has been, you need to follow exactly what uh, mm-hmm. has been outlined for you. So if you decide to move forward differently from that, know that you're putting yourself, uh-huh. your board, and your really entire church at risk.
0: So what you're saying is you're free to practice your civil disobedience. It just will not be insured.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, I think that's yeah. a good thing to, to consider because I yeah. know because of the stance that some churches larger churches have taken yep. you know i think some smaller churches are feeling empowered yeah and i, I like i don't even really care about that i don't have a sure. statement to make about that that's nope. not that's not where we're at and what we're doing if you're going to do that and feel led to do so that's great but i think that's an important thing to really keep in mind because because totally. a lot especially if you don't have an xp or you don't have someone that's really mindful of those types of things you could put yourself in a very precarious situation because sure. you don't understand Sure.
1: It, and again, answer. I mean, you know, it's one of those things, well, you know, I've been in ministry X amount of years and I've never had a claim, yep, and just wait for this week. Yeah. Because um, yeah. no one plans to. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so at any rate, that's just something to keep in mind as you uh, weigh out all of these uh, decisions yep. for sure. And, and maybe get some sort of, and if you think that your insurance agent will cover it or you get permission from them, Um, I think, uh, get something in writing for sure. Um, but make sure that they're aware of what you're doing so they can at least let you know what you're opening yourself up to. Yeah,
0: that's good. So next week, uh, we're going to stay in the same vein and we're going to talk about, uh, equipping people for life on life discipleship. Mm -hmm. That's one of the cracks I think we've seen in our own church. And so we're real time trying to correct that, work on that and form that in our church. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget that you can uh, follow us if you have not uh, by liking the Facebook page, which is from the field it's podcast. F- podcast. I always yep. forget if it's pod or podcast.
1: Just podcast. Sh-
0: for sure, podcast. Yep. You don't have to squint at me because I forgot something. You know I how many times at a day at you. you squinted. Don't tell me you didn't squint at me. Maybe I, saw I just you had
1: something in my eye. Both
0: of them at the same time?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. You what squinted you're about. at me
0: and you forget stuff all the time. We
1: don't need to tell everyone about the squint, okay?
0: Well, the squint and the fact that at least once a day you can't find your glasses or your wallet or your keys. You forget things too. I don't
1: know where my is. You don't, don't know where any right of those now. things
0: are at this moment. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week uh, to talk about this more.
1: Bye.